Hello chess, this is your boy Ahaya Barua. Today is day 76 of my imperfect life. Today was a very good day. Um, it was really productive as has been the last few days. I didn't sleep today until after 6, almost 7 a.m. And I woke up at around 2.30. I was so exhausted, man. Still kind of tired, but you know, I'm grateful. Um, Today was a really good day. I've been really busy the past few days just putting together um, books that I'm sending to principals. And I was actually worried that I may not have a lot of books left to send to principals. I need to send uh, 68 copies of my books to principals in Toronto, all of the Toronto high schools. I've written a, a letter a personalized letter to each principal, 68 of them, and now I'm sending it with a copy of my book, and now I'm sending it with a self-addressed and stamped return envelope intact so that they can easily reply, or they can just email me, whichever the case may be. The key is to make the customer experience seamless and effortless so that it increases their rate of response. And by the grace of God, I will get 100% rate of response because, well, I'm worth it by the grace of God. And two, I bring significant value to the table. And three, this is a bonus. It's Black History Month. But quite frankly, I'm not targeted. I'm not doing this campaign. Uh, this, I'm not setting up this book, uh, this speaking tour, book tour because of Black History Month. I believe I don't believe that a person's, I mean, uh, certain people's um, heritage should be limited to one month. Black History Month, Chinese History Month, Indian History Month, you know, Native American History Month should be every single day. It is a people's history, not a month's worth of celebration. And I get that it is a focus for that one month, but it carries on from there. But the way some people treat it, it is as though February is the only month that we can celebrate it and then they move on from there. It's kind of like rainbow washing where where it's, you know, Pride Month, everybody is celebrating Pride, advertising like it's Pride. I mean, advertising Pride context and whatnot. Every day is Pride Month, every day is African American Month, every day is Black History Month, every day is Chinese History Month, and that's my take on it. You know, we are, uh, we are uh, the makeup of our history, whether we like it or not, whether the good and the bad, it's all a part of human history, and we all have to celebrate it, even if we were, um, no matter what kind of players we were in we are or are we are or were in and are going to be in the future um in the history of our times of ourselves of our species because that's all it is but don't misunderstand me it is very important to highlight the struggles and sacrifices of people and it's important to take the time to highlight them so black history month is very important for that but my thing is don't limit it to just one month because one month is not enough you just can't do a lot in one month and besides it is the shortest month in the entire freaking year i mean really come on in any case that's my take on it my goal is to i don't know how i'm gonna do this but i'm gonna declare it anyways my goal is to send 200 copies of my books for free to principals all over toronto and the GTA, and um, yeah, 
all over Toronto. And Toronto alone, they're I'm targeting the high school. So uh, Toronto District School Board, TDSB, high schools, and uh, Toronto um, Catholic District School Board. I'm targeting them as well. I'm targeting the, the high schools, and collectively, there are over 150 uh, high schools that I can send a book to a principal and um, my goal is to be invited to the school to speak not just for Black History Month that is not I didn't even mention that anywhere in my letter in my personalized letter to these individuals I you know I want to share my story of dedication persistence and discipline because it is all that matters at the end of the day when it comes to goal achievement and my target my, the problem that I'm solving specifically in the first paragraph as addressed in my letter is quite simply this. To target the fact or to address the problem that students struggle to find balance between what is expected of them academically by their parents and society in brackets and what they expect of themselves, what they want for themselves. So basically, it's exactly what my book is about. Struggles of the Dreamer, the battle between a dream and tradition. What we want to do versus what we are required or pressured or forced to do. And that's basically it. That's exactly what inspired me to write my book, Struggles of the Dreamer, the battle between a dream and tradition. Again, the inspiration came after a misunderstanding with my dad. I was in my second year at York University when I decided that I wanted to write a book as a challenge. My dad thought I was going to abandon school to write a book. So he says, focus, don't be distracted. I misinterpreted what he said, you know, specifically because of the way in which he said it, the tone, the tonality and whatnot. You know, I misunderstood what he said to mean. I don't support you in the writing of a book. I did not clarify what he was what he was saying, nor did I understand where he was coming from. So I ended up writing the book in secret over the course of a year while I kept going to York University and graduated in psychology. And it was from there that the book was inspired and I wrote it as I have done. The battle between a dreamer and tradition, hence struggles of a dreamer. In one form or the other, we all have a dreams, and in one form or the other, we all struggle. We all must struggle because struggle is a necessary part of a dream realization. And that that is my overall goal, the essence, the basis of my speaking. And in in uh in uh, inspiring the principal, the decision maker, you know, to invite me over, they inevitably, having read my book because they get a free copy of the book, to decide if I'm worth it. By the grace of God, I am in their eyes. I am, I know that, but, you know, um, they get to also buy my book as well. My goal, and uh, yeah, just go from there. But, um, and the reason why I believe this is an effective strategy and it's quite simply this. A lot of teachers that I have met in the past always want to talk to their principals about buying my book. So I'm like, okay, let me just go directly to the guy or gal who make the gal, the man or woman, forgive me, who makes the decision to, um, who makes such a decision. You know, if I can get him or her on board with my plan, everybody else just falls in line by default. And like they say, well, like I say, um, water flows uh, from the top 
it doesn't flow upward. It flows from top to bottom. Water flows from the top. So why not start from the top? If you start from the top, gravity will just take over. Everybody has to pay attention. Everybody has to do what is being said from the top. It's like, you know, once you gain momentum from the top, it's very hard to slow down. But it's hard to gain momentum going from bottom to the top. It's difficult because you're pushing against so many forces. Imagine me going into the school and then talking to uh, the student and then getting the student to go introduce me to the teacher and then go to the teacher to introduce me to the uh, guidance counselor. Or and, and obviously I could easily skip to the guidance counselor, but I'm making a point here. Um, I can go to the guidance counselor to have me introduce, be introduced to the executive assistant, to the um, prime minister, <laughs> to the principal, and then from the principal, from the executive assistant, I go talk to the principal. Blah blah blah. I am exhausted. I've spent over three weeks, two months, three months trying to get through the process. Whereas I can spend, you know, three, four days, or like I have so far, I can spend just five days put together, compile all of the emails, sorry, compile all of the mailing addresses, get their name and pronouns if necessary, doctoral titles and whatnot, Mr., Mrs., Doctor, whatever, um, and just write them a letter by hand. Oh, I typed it up, but write them a letter and uh, write their address on the envelope by hand. Don't print it. You know, put a return envelope with a stamp on it um and put their letter in an envelope so you can put your book so you can put it with the book so that it's not just hanging nonchalantly with the book on the cover of the book and whatnot you know little things like that communicate my level of professionality my level of convenience in their eyes to work with and my level of understanding that they are busy and they don't have time for somebody who would make them do extra work. So I have eliminated as much as possible each and every one of those things. Each and every limiting step that could potentially stop them from replying. So, you know, I've given them the option to write me back. I've provided my email. I've provided my mailing address. Not only did I provide a mailing address, I've eliminated the need to go find an envelope, the need to go buy stamp, the need to write my name on my envelope or trying to convert, trying to, um, the need to try to get my address right, making sure they didn't make a mistake. I have eliminated all of that. All they have to do is write me a letter, print it or write a letter, rip the paper and fold it and put it in the envelope and drop it in the mail. That's it. Capish, capash, capelitu. Done. I don't know what that means, but use your imagination. So that's basically what I've been doing. It's a lot of work. I'm exhausted. I am tired. But doing this allows me to beat the system, basically. I'm gaming the system. That's exactly what I'm doing. I am gaming the system. I am gaming the system. I am going in the back door, or basically I'm walking in the front door, but instead of, you know, joining the line, like all the hundreds of emails that they may or may not receive daily, or monthly, or weekly, or whatever, annually, I'm literally cutting ahead. They 
take my mail and put it right in front of my recipient and date recipient or the executive. But in this case, it's a school. I'm sure they will not spend so much money on getting an executive assistant. Besides, a principal should be among his, his or her people her students, her team members, not hidden away behind a desk or in a closed glass office or behind a mahogany desk or whatever desk people are sitting beside this desk. You know, so they will open my email, I mean, my um, my package that is specifically labeled and addressed to them, to their first and last name, and is handwritten. And usually when you see a handwritten note, you're like, ooh, somebody wrote me a letter. The fact that somebody went out of their way to write a letter to you means they are important to you. They matter. And what they have to say is important. A lot of people can send an email. Every single person, I guarantee you, every 100% of us can send an email. But not 100% of us will go out of our ways to write a letter and drop it in the mail. It's slow. It's it's, it's unattractive, it's labor-intensive, it requires sweat equity, unlike you <laughs> never would desire to apply because Instagram, bam, you're done. Posting, done. Twitter, bang. Email, bang. Voice note, bang. Phone call, bang. But all of those easy steps have freaking massive barbed wire, gatekeepers, lions, big-ass moat. Everybody is defensive. But in the mailbox, it's just a guy with a, a night walk, uh, uh, a night watchman stick and a flashlight. That's it. He literally just waves you on because he's too tired to get up. He's too lazy. He's probably on his phone watching TV or something, watching Netflix, and he's like, hey, just, just going. He just waves you in. The gate isn't even close. That's how lazy he is. Not that he's lazy, but he knows there's no trek coming down that road. He just kind of, hey, go on. You want to go see the principal? Go right. That's basically the difference between sending a mail via post office versus sending an email. You know, one is easy, one is difficult, but one is the other. Sending by mail post office is extremely effective because it's personable, it's right there in your hand, it's tangible. Whereas the other one, it's easy, but it's, it's extremely difficult because it's a click, view, delete, or you can just delete. You can just look at it and delete. You wouldn't even view it, you wouldn't even click it. So with a mail coming into in the mailbox, you have to do something with it physically. You have to, you have no choice. You have to open it, Decide what you want to do. You have to. And you and it's a book. It's not like you can just throw a book in the garbage. It's freaking taboo to just throw a book out. I'm sure many cultures out there believe it. It was a young lady that I used to work that I used to work with at Indigo. A book fell and she did some kind of ritual because a book fell. She kissed the book and touched her face and put her hands to this to the ceiling. I was like, damn, well, what the heck did you just do? She's like, yeah, we value books and we cannot let our books, let any book for that matter fall on the ground and disrespect it. So, yeah, little things like that, it's, it's valuable. So when I'm sending a free books in the mail, it basically requires people to reciprocate. 
you know, if somebody buys you coffee, the next time you see them, you're going to offer them coffee. Except you're not an empathetic person, then maybe not. But it's just human. That's what we do. We look after each other. And I strongly believe that this system is going to work because not only do I have something to share, I strongly believe that students will absolutely benefit from what I have to say. Heck, even the staff members. Because there are many people who may be, you know, stuck with one thing or the other with the everyday and they just need a little bit of zest some inspiration to continue to do what they're doing passionately and to continue to serve with the greatest amount of zeal. Dang! You are talking too much. In any case, it is 11.49pm, almost 11.50, and I do not wish to continue speaking. I will end the conversation here. The time is 11, I mean 16.50, almost 17 minutes, podcast long, long podcast long, wow. Good English, amigo. Strugglesofadreamer.com is my website. I invite you to read my book. Yes, you can buy it at strugglesofadreamer.com. Unfortunately, when the book comes out, it is still not for sale yet because we are still waiting for the printing to arrive. Uh, the book, new print, arrive from inventory, from printer. Get the ebook. Very simple. Get it on your Kobo, your Kindle, or the iBook store. God bless you, and may all of your dreams come true. And remember, you matter. By the way, the books that I'm sending are books that have been pre-autographed and have been dated from back in the day. You know, a year, a year ago, two years ago. And for some reason, customers don't really dig buying a book that isn't dated current. I don't know why. It's weird. So those are the books that I'm sending the principles. My books are sold out. But alas, if you want one of those, you can go ahead and place the order on my website. Miracles happen to those who believe in them. And remember, you matter. You know, I'm almost at 20 minutes, so I might as well just keep talking. It's 18.09 right now. So, yeah. Uh, furthermore, one of the other reasons why I'm doing this is, quite frankly, it's a freaking leap of faith. You know, it's like one of those... Um, as as a football player would say, it's a Hail Mary. I'm literally throwing the ball to the other end of the field and hoping for a field goal, whatever that means. I don't understand football, but I'm looking for a freaking point here. And I'm just whacking that ball all the way to the end with all the powers that with all the power and strength that I can muster. I mean, these books are just sitting there. I'm just might as well be out there telling people what they are about and advertising and telling me and telling people what I am about and this I think it's something that it is worth the risk and like some of the motto some of the school mottos and saying that I've read is it's up to you or like they say seize the day or like nothing venture nothing gained and quite frankly I'm sending 68 copies of my book I know it's a bit ambitious to say, but 100% of them are going to reply. The only issue I'm going to run into is the fact that I basically, I am overbooked. That's the issue that I know by the grace of God I am going to run into. Students love my book and I love students. I love talking with them because they are curious and they always have questions to ask me and I always learn as a result of having been asked those questions. And I'm challenged a lot. And I absolutely love that. So this is why I'm doing this. Taking a chance 
and just honestly doing it. Otherwise, my books are just going to sit there doing nothing. Might as well be out there doing something. Heck, I believe it's going to work. And that's that.